What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy Art Dog here with your homeboy MJ Gunner. Oh, I'm out in the mood to talk to you, but let's get to it because we still got some stuff to get through. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, you sound a little sad. Here we go. This is going to be a long episode, Art. I can feel it. This is going to be an excellent episode. This is going to be a long episode, Art. Let's just let's just get into this. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, you want to start with Raw? Sure, let's start with Raw. All right. Uh, uh, the big segment on Raw this week, at least in my opinion, was Randy Orton and Matt Hardy. Yeah. You know, we come in there expecting a street fight, and then... Matt Hardy's not cleared. Yeah. I, I think it's just storyline, you know? Like, he, he could have wrestled. There's, there's just a way to get him off TV, because, you know, his contract's coming up, Art. Yeah, soon, and it's... <sighs> Rumors swirling like crazy that he's going to AEW. Uh, Do you think that's a possibility? Uh, I I don't know. It's always a possibility, you know. But I I could definitely tell, at least this week anyway. It did not look like Randy Orton wanted to do this. You know, you you could uh, see the you know kind of look on his face and everything. You know, he he wanted to have this match with uh, with Matt. You know, he did he did. I did not want it personally. I didn't want to see Matt Hardy go out like this in WWE. No, nobody does. Um, Matt Hardy's well-respected, especially on the indie scene Uh, and and in the WWE scene. And the WWE. You know, uh, Matt Hardy's a veteran. Uh, Everybody was pretty upset when they made him get rid of the, uh, the broken gimmick. Yeah, but you know that that uh was trademarked somewhere else and everything, and uh, they didn't really get rid of it because they still kind of used it. But you know, come up with own stuff. Not really. They kind of made him go back to the extreme. I mean, the woken thing, though. You know, it's it's basically the same thing except for he's woken and not broken. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it, but I mean, um, they still could have let him use. The gimmick. I mean, I would have, I would, uh, I, would, uh, I honestly uh, think it's better that he did go back to extreme. You know, it did, it, you know, the extreme thing did start in WWE and the broken thing did come from uh, elsewhere. And, you know, I guess uh, going with uh, the company that you're at right now, you know. I guess so. Bring out your other stuff in Either there. way, uh, Randy Orton uh, beat him up again. Basically uh, put his head between the steps and concertoed it. Yep. Um, he got uh, stretchered out again. So, I guess, I don't know if this is the last we'll see of Matt Hardy. But um, I'm waiting on Edge to come back and save somebody. Yeah, I think everybody's waiting for Edge. You know, he'll be there eventually. Because he did sign a three-year contract. I'm looking forward to this match in Mania. I got to think it's going to happen there. So around that time, he'll come back. And then they had uh, what confused me was the tag match with uh, Rusev and Umberto against Angel Garza and Bobby Lashley, which was very confusing. I just wish this thing would end already. Why do they keep dragging this? I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know if the feud is between Umberto and Angel Garza or if it's still between Bobby Lashley and Rusev. But the match was better than, you know, Mm -hmm. than I thought it was a lot better. I can get behind Angel Garza and uh, Umberto. But again, Rusev loses again. I mean, what is the purpose of them steady dragging this on if he's never going to win a match ever? I think eventually he'll have the big win 
and it'll be but over. But by that time, we'll be sick of Rusev. We'll be sick of backing somebody that never wins. Well, but he's got Sami Zayn syndrome. That's what I like to call that. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> you know, the, the guy who, you know, has the, the good matches and everything. Well, he doesn't exactly have great matches like Sami no, Zayn did. Doesn't. But, you know, he'll have, the, he'll have the matches, but he never wins them. Yeah, so, and uh, the fact that um, this is the first Raw that Brock Lesnar hasn't been on in 2020. I think uh, he wasn't there last week either. No, he showed up. Remember, he F5 Ricochet. Ricochet was two weeks ago. Oh, well. Yeah, I think it was last week. He's been here for all of 2020, and it's kind of shocking that he's not around. Yeah, but he'll be back. But he'll be back next week, so. Yeah, he'll be back on Thursday. And then they had another, you know, run back with the Kevin Owens, uh, Samoa Joe, Viking Raiders against... Uh, Seth Rollins and his disciples, which was a match that we've seen over and over and over and over every single week. It is. In it, a it different gets, format. It gets tiresome. It really does. It At least really in my opinion, does. You know, it gets boring to see it, you know, same thing every single week. And the only difference was this week, the Street Profits came out and saved everybody. Yeah. Uh, the gift of, of, um, of Dawkins running down and hitting <laughs> Buddy Murphy with the pounce like crazy. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then the air on Montez Ford's frog splash. I keep telling y'all this man got the best frog splash in the business. Yeah, he does. He does. He gets up there pretty high. You know. Keep telling y'all. And which leads to the Street Profits getting their tag team title shot. I'm praying and hoping that they win them at Super Showdown on set on Thursday. Please. I would love that. Me too. I would absolutely love that. I would love some validation for the Street Profits. Yeah, and have an actual tag team have the tag team titles. But, of course, you never know how it's going to go. Never know. Um, Now, this week, NXT and AEW were killing they were killing it. I've heard I've heard uh, talk around the internet that AEW was better than NXT this it, week. Kind of, it really was this week. I think week. so, too. You know, that, it that, really was that, this, this week. AEW episode was pretty uh, on point. Because, okay, they started off with the Tag Team Battle Royal, yeah. which was great. That was insane. Uh, they had a lot of storylines going on in, that, in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, the final teams were uh, the Young Bucks. And Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, They've been talking about how Matt how, how Matt Jackson kicked Sammy Garvin's head off this yes, week. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he, he folds. He, had a, he springboarded <laughs> into the ring and caught a super kick party. Like the super kick to end all super kicks, really. <laughs> I mean, this one re- probably replaced Shelton Benjamin's. I don't know about that one. Our, like Sean and Shelton, like that one was just, that's classic, classic. You know, this was pretty good, but I don't know if it's oh, classic, uh, classic. This, this one was classic, bro. Yeah, the only thing that's different is Sammy Garza uh, folded, folded like an accordion. Like folded in with it. And, uh, Shelton, just, Shelton just got pinned. <laughs> that, that was insane. But the Young Bucks. Uh, nice twist on it. The Young Bucks win the uh, Battle Royal, which Matt Jackson did it by himself against both Santana and Ortiz, mm-hmm. um, which leads into Revolution, where they're going to face Hangman Page and, uh, Kenny, Omega. and Kenny Omega for the tag titles. I hope for the Bucks. 
Um, Let's get some more, you know, established tag but teams. But before that happens, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page had a tag team title match against the Lucha Bros, who I feel like are getting screwed. I keep saying it, Art. Gosh! I mean, I'm with you on this Love one. Love the Lucha Bros. Because the Lucha Bros, I think this is their third tag team title shot. And they've lost all three of them. They're getting they're getting and a run around. They really. were smashing Paige and uh and Omega week after week. And mm-hmm. then when they finally get the shot at the titles, they don't win it. Like, I think that uh the Lucha Bros are kinda what the AEW tag team division needs as champions, you know. They're established, yeah. they're exciting. They're and very excited. They would get eyes on on the tag team division. You know, they could be tag team leaders. And let JR tell it, Ray Phoenix is like the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> like Ray, like Phoenix is definitely showing out. You know, showing out a lot. A lot more Crazy. than he did in Lucha Underground, really. Crazy. The yeah. fact that he kicked out of that Tiger Driver 99. Oh, mm-hmm. man. And he stuck it to him, too. Yeah. You know, everybody seems to think that, you know, Phoenix is the guy and, you know, Pentagon is uh, not so much anymore. And I can get that, you know, Phoenix is the one doing the amazing feats in the ring. Yeah, he had this spot where he uh, springed off the middle ropes and hit a Hurricane Rana on uh, Omega on the apron. Mm -hmm. Crazy. The the tightrope walk with the kick. Like, this guy is putting it on. You hear me now? I get that Pentagon is like the strong man of the of the group. Yeah, and I think he would be better as, you know, a solo. I think he'd have a better solo career. You know, I think he'd go farther. Who, Pentagon? Yeah, and solo. No, so He's I got think, the character. I think Phoenix, Phoenix is doesn't the guy. really have a character, you know? I, I Pentagon disagree does. with you on that one. I think Phoenix is the guy. I think that's the guy. Well, I think they need a mid-card title. I think that's what they need, too. But, you know, that's the way it's always been, you know? Like Pentagon was the guy in Lucha Underground, yeah, and he was the guy on the other indie on the other uh, indie circus that the Lucha Bros wrestled. Now, don't get me wrong, Phoenix was, you know, the man in Lucha Underground too. It's just Pentagon was the champion, yeah, and you know, you Pentagon know, he had was to get more the, over. You know, he got the big push. Yeah, Pentagon was more over in Lucha Underground, yeah. but in the states, like Phoenix is like, um, I mean, everybody loves to see him do these amazing things that he's doing that yeah. nobody else can do. I haven't seen anybody walk across the rope since Elix Skipper. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And he's good at it. Yeah, Phoenix is uh, pretty dope. And um, Chris Statlander had a match. I can't remember the girl who she faced, but it was a really good match. She came out in, like, uh, Dragon Ball gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great match, and it was a number one contenders match. And um, Chris Statlander, of course, won with... Uh, I don't know what she calls her move. It's like the Big Bang or something. Something like that. It's like a, a what what Adam Page used to use in Ring of Honor um, where he hangs you upside down oh, and yeah. kind of sits on your head or whatever. Yeah, I, I know that move. Uh, yeah, really cool. Really cool. Uh, now Chris Statlander is the number one contender. Uh, she's just she's tall as Nyla Rose. I think taller than Nyla Rose, but Nyla Rose is bigger than her. Um, and then Nyla Rose came out and had a, uh, an interview as champion and Chris Statlander came out face to face with her instead of booping her on the nose. She booped the title and, um, then big swole came out <laughs> and big swole is a fan favorite right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, for people that don't know, I believe she's married to, um, rich swan. 
I believe it's either Rich Swan or Cedric Alexander, one of them. She's uh, a couple with him. And Big Swole is uh, one of the fan favorites in AEW. Um, and I'm looking forward to see what's going on in their women's division because now that Rio isn't the champion, it opens up the division for everybody else. You think so? I, I really do think so. And I think Nyla Rose makes a great champion and it'll start for better feuds because Nyla Rose has excellent matches. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, she's working it really well. She's a great heel. Uh, mm-hmm. She she kept calling all the all the people in the audience bees buzzing around her, <laughs> making all this noise or whatever. Yeah. And, well, she's uh, kind of right. I mean, people have been talking about her nonstop. Yeah, uh, considering the fact that she made Val Venus relevant again. Good lord! <laughs> With his. Uh, comments that he had you know i, I think me uh, about you know he's just you know, another one of the you know the the older guys in, in the business you know it's not like it's his fault you know it's just that you know he's not used to seeing this kind of well, stuff Well, not just that but uh cody made a statement that val venus was never would never work for aew with the comments that he had but I don't think Val Venus is looking for a wrestling job he's doing very well in the cannabis industry <laughs> Yeah. He's very well off. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, you know, comments are over the line. Yeah. It was just... It's just transphobic. And, I mean, he's like, uh, they got a woman as world champion in TNA, and Mm. he said they had a man as a champion in AEW, and he's like, what's wrong? Who who are the nerds running the business that I love so much? That That was the comments that he said. Yeah, you know, it's just, I guess it takes people time to you know get used to it it's not not that different you know what i mean like i mean uh, it's different from what it was whenever he was wrestling yeah when he was wrestling they were having bikini matches and not really having any tv time or anything and the women's evolution really took off right like around two thousand definitely get with the times you know he's gonna uh keep watching the product and yeah he's he's definitely gotta just i mean get with it or get gone bro Pretty That's much just what it is. It just is what it is because we're enjoying this. I'm enjoying it. Um, they had uh, Cody Rhodes versus Wardlow in this in the cage match. Yeah, and uh, the match was really good. Cody got busted open. Uh, they had some spots that I had never seen before, like Cody in between the cage, mm-hmm. getting beat up. Um, MJF yelling at Arn Anderson to smash Cody's head just like he did. Cody's dad back in the day said, you know you want to do it. Yeah. And he uh, smashed it against MJF. MJF started climbing the cage. Brandy Rhodes hit him in the back with the chair twice. Cody jumped down like he was going to beat her up. And Arn Anderson threw him in the audience. Yeah. Uh, and then the big moonsault spot. That was really dope. You know, I like uh, that spinning F5 thing, that, that stepping yeah. spinning F5 thing the Warlord does. Yeah, That's he, doesn't, cool. he doesn't fall with it. He just throws him up like a pizza. Right. Um, that, that is a cool move. He did do it and, uh, he didn't pin Cody though. Um, and Cody ended up getting up, hitting him with the crossroads. He kicks out of the crossroads and Cody goes up and their cage looks a little bit taller than WWE. Yeah. It seems like it, or maybe, I don't know what it is, but it just seems bigger. I think they, they, I think they took the cage and, uh, they kind of, you know, revamped it to make it look look different. different. Yeah. 
but it does look different. And uh, Cody hit the moonsault off the top of it and pins Wardlow, and now he gets his match with MJF at Revolution. It's going to be awesome. Uh, a lot of people have been looking forward to it because this storyline has been going for a while. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. But a question, do you think that they're going to uh, find a way to work Cody back into the world title picture eventually? Well, he said he's not going to challenge for the world title again if he lost against Jericho. I know. But if Moxley wins it, then I guess it opens it back up. I was going to say, well, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody said something like that and well i think with you know, cody with it with cody being the boss he doesn't need it i know he's one mean. of the most over faces in the business I think right he now is the most over faced in AEW. well in AEW, i mean in the entire wrestling business you think so i think cody's one of the most over faces in the business right now yeah. Yeah. Not not even a question. Yeah, He's got to be a, at least in the top five. I'm a big fan of Cody. You know, he knows the business. He's a good worker and everything. I really I got wasn't. faith in him. I really wasn't a huge fan of Cody, but I'm warming up to him more and more and more the more that I see him and the more opportunity that he gives other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't think he's going to win this match against MJF. I think it's just a way to get MJF over more as a heel. I hope he does, you know, put MJF over because that really would, you know, help skyrocket him even more. Yeah, I think it already... I mean, MJF is one of the most hated people, but him defeating Cody would take it overboard. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It'll take it over the line. So it's looking like... Um, everybody's backing Cody at this moment, but I'm sure MJF has something up his sleeve. He always does. Mm -hmm. Um, AEW was was dope. It was pretty it was good really this good. week, and NXT also was really good this week. Um, with um, Keith Lee having his like thirty second match with Kona Reeves, mm -hmm. and then Dijakovic comes out and is like, "I had you beat." You know, that Spanish fly was meant to finish you, and it didn't. All it did was finish my lower back. That's why I couldn't get you up for Feast Your Eyes. Mm -hmm. And um, Keith Lee says, excuses. Like, all I hear is excuses, but every time we get in the ring, all I hear is the same thing. And then the chance start fan chanting, fight forever. And I think we're going to have another match between Keith Lee and Dajakovic. I can watch them wrestle every fucking week. Not to be honest, you know, I would not really be that big of a fan of another match. It was just, we've seen it, you know, like, how much higher could they really raise the bar? Bro. You know, it's a question I have to ask. You said that the last time. I did not say that the last time. You, what you I like, said was... You know, I want to see what else they could do outside the ring, like charisma and, you know, personality on the microphone. You know, Keith Lee, he's giving that to me. But, you know, I just, I don't see how much farther they can raise the bar that's already uh, sky, uh, I'm, I'm sky, sky high. You, you still ain't seen nothing yet. I doubt it. I'm telling you, bro, you still ain't seen nothing yet. Because even though Dijakovic hit that, like, springboard helo, he's got way more springboards to come. I'm just saying, you know, like, don't play, don't. You know, overdo it, you know, as they say. You know, they play with the toys so much it breaks. You yeah. know, I think eventually people would get sick of seeing this match art if they I do know. it that much. I said the same thing about Andrade and Mysterio, and they keep raising the bar every time I see them. And I think that Dijakovic and Lee could do the same thing, especially if you put a, add a stipulation in there. That is Cage you. match, ladder match, tables match, whatever you whatever you want to do, like falls count anywhere, I'm sure they could raise the bar again. I'm positive they could. 
I mean, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, upset if they did. I'm just, you know, wondering, you know, how much farther could it actually go? Could you imagine these two big guys in a ladder match? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm telling you, they could raise the bar again. I, I never doubt, especially Keith Lee, I never doubt him. Never, mm -hmm. ever doubt him. And he's getting so much praise from all the people in the business right now. It's probably overwhelming to As him. As he should be. Cause, cause he's he's getting it, and then um, they had uh, Dakota Kai finally had her first interview with mm. um, with uh, Gonzalez, yeah, um, Raquel Gonzalez, mm -hmm. and uh, sh they they're putting Dakota and Tegan in a steel cage. And now I'm excited for that match. This match is gonna be pretty cool in my opinion. Oh, for a fact. I mean, anytime Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox step in, whether it's a regular match or whether it's a false count anywhere, whether it's a street fight, they always put on a show. I like them as a tag team, but you know, they I seem get to have what good, you're saying. Uh, they they seem to have good chemistry yeah, as opponents too. I get what you're saying about them being a team, but against each other, the tag teams against each other always put on the best matches. Yeah, whether no it was Brad, Matt against Jeff, Brett versus Owen, Brett versus Owen. Randy Triple H Shawn Edge, Michaels. Trip versus Sean. Yeah. I mean, they always put on some of the best matches. Like that hardcore match that the Hardys had at WrestleMania was insane. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. Like, I mean, they have the best chemistry against each other because, like Sean said, nobody hits you harder than your best friend. True. <laughs> <laughs> and it it just it just goes down like that. And um that was that was great. Uh, Pete Dunn and uh, Matt Riddle had their first match as tag team champions, and it was against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And I think this is one of the most underrated tag teams right now, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. I think so, too. Like, where have they been, you know? Uh, they've been in 205. Like, I think they need them more in, in uh, NXT. Like, NXT's tag team division is, you know, kind of a... Uh, uh, not as stacked as it once was. Yeah. You know, I think that the they need them over there to you know be contenders and chase the titles. You know, I mean ones and twos is just. I mean their move set is insane. Their pace is insane. Yeah, it, like when you get in the ring with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, you know you're gonna get hit hard. Yeah, they do, and they're pretty exciting. You know, they make that that uh bruiser, you know, brawler type. You know, they make them matches pretty exciting. You know, any match. not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, and I mean the the way that they got in the tag team was beating up each other, kind of like the bar. <laughs> they they beat up each other so much that they ended up like. Let's beat up some other people together. <laughs> I'm sick of trying to fight and get you. Let's yeah. work together. <laughs> and um, again, another great match because Pete Dunne and uh, Matt Riddle are really starting to kind of gel together as a team. It's starting to look a little bit better with yeah, their in-ring. Yeah, they I wasn't are. talking about like their... Because the promo has always been there with Matt Riddle being the goofy, I get high all the time type of guy and Pete Dunne being the serious, you know, uh, never smiling type they person. They kind of remind me of Head Cheese a little bit when they do their <laughs> yeah, promos. They, I, I never even thought you of that, but yeah. Black but yeah, that's kind of what it's like. I mean, with... 
Matt Riddle always saying Pete Dunn's a partier and he's a machine and <laughs> it's Pete you know, happy face. <laughs> yeah, this is his hat. You know what I'm saying? And he never smiles ever. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like he's seeing the side of Pete Dunn that none of us get to see, but he's telling us about it. <laughs> right. And I will admit that Matt, uh, Matt Riddle is uh, helping uh, give Pete Dunn kind of a personality. Y'all give him credit for that. Yeah, because the first thing they did when they came out, he's like, what happened to our doom buggy? <laughs> and Pete Dunn was like, you managed to get it impounded. <laughs> yeah, that was but funny. it doesn't matter because we got the tag titles. That was funny. So, yeah, I mean, I'm starting to I'm start. They're starting to grow on me as a team, even though I really hate all these thrown together tag teams being the tag team. Champions. I mean, some people have chemistry and some people don't, yeah. you know, like the chemistry. You know, if we work at it, you know, come and I guess we just got to give it a chance. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I, I'm willing to give it a chance. I think Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle could have chemistry, but I'm not seeing the chemistry so far. with Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, though. Well, that's a different story, dude. I just, I mean, they're still wrestling like singles wrestlers. Yeah. And at least Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle are starting to gel their moves mm-hmm. together as a team. Right. You know, I think, I think Rollins that's what and Murphy it takes. is just like, you know, Rollins and, you know, his little the disciple. You know, not a real team. You know, it's like the mentor and the mentoree. And not yeah. only that, like, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle actually have a tag team name. The Bruiserweights, you know what I'm saying? Bruiserweights. Yeah, Bruiserweights. Right. But Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, they don't have any signs of being a team. Right. They're just two guys who thrown together who end up winning the tag team titles. It, they don't have any team moves together. They don't have any chemistry as and They don't even really team. wrestle matches together. They still come out separately, like... Everything about them still says singles wrestler. Right. At least Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle have jailed together as a team. They have a Titan trying together. They're starting to come out together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Their their moves are together. So, who's like, what do we got to do to get some respect on good tag teams? What do we got to do? I don't have a clue, but I'm this starting to get. Yeah, I'm. It's really starting to get bad when it comes to the tag team divisions because like i said every company has a thrown together team as tag team champions mm-hmm. except smackdown yeah and and impact you know they they still have a north don't they which was once again a a team that was kind of put together at least the north has been together for a while though they were yeah but they've been put together for a while impact has the north and SmackDown has the New Day, but every other show mm. has teams that were thrown together. Uh, Jonathan Grisham and Jay Lethal thrown mm. together. Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle thrown together. Buddy Murphy and uh, Seth Rollins thrown together. You know what I'm saying? AEW, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega thrown together. Mm-hmm. So they have to start respecting the tag team division, especially like, for people. Yeah, especially for people who can't have a singles career. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The Young Bucks can't have a single career. Right. You know, there's not a lot of tag teams that are like that, you know. You the could, uh, Usos cannot have a singles right, the career. New, the Young Bucks and the Usos are two teams that uh, really come to mind. Like, you can't picture one without the other. Like, you remember when uh, Jay Uso got injured a little while, uh, like a few years ago, Jimmy Uso was doing commentary. 
not just was he doing commentary, but the couple singles matches that he did have were only on live shows. You know, they don't wrestle singles matches. You know, you can't really picture one without the other. Exactly. And there are a lot of teams that are like that. Speaking of the tag team division, the Grizzled Young Veterans debuted on NXT. Well, not debuted, but they had a match on NXT and staked their claim like we're here in the States to take over. Love the Grizzled Young Veterans. I hope they do stick around, man. And they had a match against... um. Formerly known as DJ Z. Mm-hmm. His name is Joaquin Wild. Yeah, I don't know DJ Z. And um uh he's a guy that's been around for a while. Um Raul Mendoza. Oh. He's been around for a while, but he never really got his footing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they put him in a team with Joaquin Wild and the Grizzle Young Veterans tore them apart. Love the Grizzle Young Veterans, man. And um, they staked their claim. They got on the mic and was like, they said, land of the free and home of the brave, more like the land of the cowards or something that they said. But they're basically like, we're here and we're here to take over. Like, that is a huge pickup for the NXT tag team division. Yes. Yes. And um, the show had started with... um, Leo Rush getting his his cruiserweight title right, shot Jordan against Jordan Devlin, which was an amazing match. I mean, those cruiserweights, man, they always do it. They always do, and I'm happy to see the NXT title, the NXT uh, cruiserweight cruiserweight title. title. You know, to be in uh, NXT now, and I'm also happy to see uh, when NXT UK guys have it. You know, yeah. big fan of Devlin, and Devlin pulled it off. You know, what I'm saying he hit him with the Devlin side. Which was which is a which is a great move. It's so simple, and yet it looks so good when he does it. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing but a side suplex, really. But the way he yanks him up in the air off the ground before he does it just puts just a little bit of a twist on it. And it it really is hard to make such a basic move look devastating. Yeah, and he it does really it. is, and he and he does same thing with the Grizzle Young Veterans. It's basically just a code breaker, really. Oh, but the way they go, dope. but the way they use the tombstone. Yeah. Into the lift up. That is one of my favorite tag team finishes in uh in WWE right now. Amazing. Man. That's amazing. awesome. But that, it was amazing. And then the main event was Roddy versus the Velveteen Dream. Now, this match was really lackluster, and I'm very, very surprised because both Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream both are known for having these amazing matches. Yeah, I think we uh we come kind of came into this expecting a little too much. You know, Maybe expecting you know I or, think uh, really I think great six star matches. Yeah, I think it's more Velveteen just has to get his feet wet a little bit more. I think he's uh, lacking a little bit in the selling department because he wasn't really taking the moves like he was supposed to, um, but. Once he gets back in the groove of things, I'm looking for Velveteen to start having way better matches. But um, the Undisputed Era, of course, ran down. He jumps off the top with the axe hammer on him, gets back in the ring. Um, Roddy goes for one of his backbreakers or whatever, and Velveteen hits him with the Dream Valley driver and pins him off that. But in the end, they jump him anyway. So even though he got the win, the Undisputed Era was still standing above him on top. Mm-hmm. And they love to play the, the Velveteen Dream. Loves to play the mind games, and this week was no different. You know, yeah. When he took his pants off, he had Marina's face on the front and the back. 
uh, right in the crotch, too. Right. That man <laughs> loves to play the mind games. And it was dope. But I did see a picture of Velveteen Dream, Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, the Broserweights saying that they were going to pretty much get together and take, a, take on the Undisputed Era. So I don't know how it's going to go. That could be a good match, I think. Um, hopefully, they'll kind of separate and have uh, feuds on their own. But right now, as far as TV goes, like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa have a score to settle because Tommaso came mm-hmm. out, cut a promo, and beat the hell out of Austin Theory for just being out there. Because he kept saying, I'm not in the mood. Not today. I'm not in the mood. And Austin Theory's like, dude, I'm supposed to have a match and you're out here talking on the microphone. I'm supposed to be here. This is my time to be out here. Exactly. And he just beat the crap out of Austin Theory. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Austin Theory, though. You know, I remember, you know, seeing him on uh, one of them network specials, you know, a little while ago. You know, he looked like a pretty good talent, so... He is. He's really good. He's had one match in NXT that I can remember, and he won that one. Uh, he he had a match against um, somebody else, too. He had a match, I think, against Roderick Strong that he lost. Mm-hmm. He had another match that he won. He uses the TKO as a right. finisher, which is pretty dope. Um, but my favorite part of NXT was Chelsea Green and Lacey and... Uh, Caden Carter. She did not have to come out here. And Bianca Belair just interferes in their match for no reason. We don't get to see Chelsea Green this often, man. This ain't (laughs) about you right now. Bianca Belair rolls in the ring and she's like, hold up, I like y'all. I'm going to let y'all finish, but I got something to say. She should have big booted her. Hey, get the hell out of here. This ain't about you. And basically calls out Charlotte. She was like, I'm going to whoop that ass. And, um... That's it. She just came in, interrupted their match, said what she had to say on the mic, and left. She should have caught a big boot for it, too. By the way, Chelsea Green did win that match because she uh, she, uh, she's she got this move that's... I got to get used to it. It's a reverse unprettier. Yeah. So she grabs them. Instead of them being, like, face down behind her, mm. they're head up behind her, and she still's got their arms like the mm. unprettier, and then she drops down. Right. I got to kind of get used to that, but it it, see, it seems like a pretty cool move. But yeah. I am so looking forward to Bianca versus Charlotte on next, next week. week on NXT. You see, Art, you was doing all that huffing and puffing last week. You might get with the money anyway. Because I want Bianca to have her WrestleMania moment. She deserves that You joint. might get she it. She is excellent. She deserves to be in. Maybe she'll win this match and they'll end up putting her in anyway. Yeah, Maybe. Hopefully that is what happens because I think Bianca Belair is is it. I think that's a star, like a for real star that people could get behind, period. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. Yep. <clears throat> I think so, too. Big fan of hers. And you know how I feel about Charlotte. I believe Charlotte is the best women's wrestler damn near of all time. And she hasn't even been around for what? Six years or so. Six or seven, I think. And she's accomplished so much. I think Charlotte is one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. I don't care what anybody says. But can't really argue it. Yeah, there's as much as you hate her. As yeah, as much as 
people like hate her and say she's handed whatever, she has to come out and perform, and she does that every single time. Yeah, you never you you never hear me say the word untalented. Okay, I call her a lot of things. I call her privileged. I call her spoon fed. But I never you never hear the word untalented because you can't. Yeah, you can't. There's no way you can. But um, so SmackDown was great. Also, um, not as good as it's been over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but it still was a good show. Um, they had um. Started off, I believe, with the New Day and the Usos kind of going back yeah, and forth with each other um, over who was the better team. But at the same time, they had to be on teams. <laughs> and they were going against uh, Rude Ziggler and, and Miz and Morrison. Miz and, Morrison. and um I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, the match was incredible because they always are going to put on great matches. But what I'm disappointed at is Miz and Morrison have the title shot going into the Super Showdown, but they lost. Yeah, well, you know, they can't win them all, Lars. Yeah, but the, the momentum should be on their side. But the champions were in that match, too. But they you know? weren't the ones who, who pinned them. Right. It was the Usos pinning Bobby Roode. Well, they, you see, they didn't even lose, aren't they? Weren't pinned? They were submitted? No, they didn't. But at the same time, they shouldn't have lost at all because they didn't. I think they need the momentum more than the New Day needs the momentum, unless Miz and Morrison are going to do it. I think Miz and Morrison are going to get the job done at uh, Super Showdown this Thursday. I can't wait for it. Because the New Day has had the tag titles for a while now. Let's get some fresh faces on the, in the SmackDown tag team division. All right? And I think Miz and Morrison are it. Yeah, and if, and if they are it, because I personally don't think that they're going to be the ones to do it. I think they're, gonna, they're leading into the New Day and Usos facing off again. Oh, Lord. Not again. Our, why again? I, I mean, let's not get it twisted, dog. They had some of the best tag matches ever. Yeah, they did. And we've seen them. Okay? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, you know, it's just... I've said it before on this show. Unless your name is the Usos are the New Day... WWE doesn't really care about tag team division, tag teams, at least in my opinion, anyway. And you know, I guess that we kind of seen their two best go at it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, in different it's, formats too, because they've had Hell in the Cells, they've had regular matches, all great matches. Yeah, which is all great matches. Trying to move on a little, you know. I, yeah, I get it. I get what you mean, and and some fresh faces would be nice to have. The t- hold the tag team titles because it seems like that the only ones that you can remember holding those tag team titles from SmackDown is the New Day, the Usos, the Revival. That's all kind of it's been. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers they held them for a little while. And who took them off them? The New Day. The New Day. Yeah. Well, you know the the SmackDown tag team division. You know, it's kind of uh, been locked down, as they say. By the Usos and the New Day, you know, over the last hell since it started, really. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So some new faces would be excellent, and I'd like to see somebody else hold those tag titles. I think it's gonna be Miz and Morrison. 
I think so. Well, we're going to have to wait till Super Showdown to find out because it's not that many times that the title changes hands overseas. True. So that's the only reason why, you know, I'm not as... Unless Mansoor is wrestling for <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. Mansoor is Hulk Hogan over there. But um, oh, a new development in the Otis Mandy Rose story. Um, Tucker kind of goes at her, you know what I'm As saying? As he should. Kind of went off on her. And then he's like, you sent him a text message saying that you were running late. And that's why he came later. And she's like, I didn't send a text message or whatever. So... That's kind of a new development, but he also saw her leave with Dolph Ziggler. Probably Dolph somehow sending mother flipping. I personally think Sonya Deville did it. Why would they? Why did they try to break up this tag team? I, I don't why? have a clue, but I, in my in my mind, the only person that's around Mandy enough to use her phone is Sonya Deville. You see, now they're trying to get rid of another tag team and already shallow women's tag team division. Why do that? Well, the women's tag team champions aren't even on SmackDown, which know, they should be defending be everywhere. All, right. They're, they're supposed to be wrestling all over the place. So it's not like there's very many women's tag teams to begin with. I mean, to be honest, I can only name Fire and Desire other than the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. As like, of right now, it just props the Riot right Squad now. is gone. You know, uh, the Iconics, we haven't seen them in forever. I think they're getting repackaged. Uh, I've heard that, uh, heard the ramblings. I've I don't heard, think they need to. Yeah, but that's I don't think I they needed it either. But um, we're, we just got to see, you know, because the women's tag team division is very shallow. And the, the Kabuki Warriors don't, haven't defended their tag titles since they defended against Charlotte and Becky. At TLC. Yeah, at TLC. And they haven't had a tag team match since. It's just been Oscar versus Becky or Kyrie Sane versus Becky. Like, they're still no, after Becky. So, um, but the world is behind Otis, dog. They should be. You know, Otis, you know, it took a while for heavy machinery to, you know, really grow on me. But once they grow on you, they grow on you. <laughs> and Otis is extremely entertaining. My favorite meme was when they took Jericho's song. I yeah. become, I become, I become it. Otis in, Otis <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Uh, so funny. But, yeah, um. This this is probably one of the better storylines that's going on right now. Everybody wants to know what's going on. Yeah. And it's kind of turning Manny into a heel. Dolph is like the most hated person right now. I didn't like Dolph before this storyline. Now people really hate Dolph Ziggler. True. True. It's not even really for his heel work. It's just yeah, he's not even wrestling. <laughs> right, he's not saying nothing on the mic. He's not He's not doing nothing. All he had to do was swoop in, man. <laughs> he's That's a heel it. by association. That's it. That is it. He yeah, has he, done it. He's doing all, He's getting all this heel heat. He's not even earning it. He's not doing nothing to earn the heel heat he's getting right now. Yeah. he has, <laughs> All he did was try to pick up a chick that everybody wants a, uh, another guy to be on. 
And, and, and now he's public enemy number one. Number one. Um, Give me a break. They, Goldberg made his return uh, to SmackDown for the first time in God knows how long. I don't think Goldberg's ever been on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, even back in the day, he was. Of course, his promo gets interrupted by the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt does amazing work in both aspects of the game. Yeah, he does. And to be honest, I am kind of looking forward to this match. Just to see how we're going to do it. You know, yeah, how is this match going to play out? See, everybody in immediately figured Fiend's going to go over on Goldberg. But there are a lot of rumblings that it's going to be Goldberg and Goldberg at WrestleMania. And Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And... Now we're very much curious to see how this turns out. I'm not going to lie to you. I would be kind of intrigued to see Goldberg or Roman, to be to be completely honest. I don't know, dude. I mean, Goldberg is one of them larger-than-life characters. And that's pretty much where larger-than-life characters are supposed to be. WrestleMania. You know? I get it. And the last WrestleMania match that Goldberg had, even though it was pretty short, it was great. It was a pretty great one. Him and Brock. It was. It was great. And I think him and Roman could have a pretty good one. But people are going to boo Roman so bad. And he's supposed to be the face right to now. To be completely honest, though, if Goldberg wins this Universal title, I highly doubt people will be happy with him. And you you know how they are. Hell, they hate part-time champions. They'll pretty much take anybody being champion over a part-timer. Yeah, I think true. that this would be a good way for... I think Rumble would get cheered. If he be, if he stayed know. just from the, the, from the part-time know. champion, I think he would get cheered. I don't know. I don't agree with that one. But now I'm more intrigued than ever about this Fiend-Goldberg match. And yeah. I wasn't even looking forward to it at all. But now I'm more intrigued yeah, than is, ever. This should, this should be a pretty uh, interesting one. Uh, the Symphony of Destruction match. I not a very big fan of this one. What I was, ba- what I was tripping off of was at the end when Elias hit the elbow drop through the table mm-hmm. and Braun Strowman power slammed Shinsuke on that piano. That piano did not budge. And I hear Shinsuke, Shinsuke looked hurt. I hear he got like nine stitches in the back of his head after he that. He looked. hurt. Hurt, dog. Hope he's all right. I hope so too, cause that looked bad. They did. That looked bad, bad. Yeah. So let's not do that anymore, because well, that was. I think it's kind of a dumb gimmick match, anyway. You know. Well, you a know, Elias, Elias and uh, Braun Strowman had one on Raw before. I know, and that's why they're doing it again. I guess I don't know why. But they were not a very big fan of that match. I was, it was cool. I liked it. I mean, it gave them a way to neutralize Braun Strowman way more than normal. Mm-hmm. So he was getting kind of beat up more than normal. But my problem with it is, he has the Intercontinental Title. They're making the Intercontinental Title seem like nothing, like everything that the Miz worked for having that title. Like the Intercontinental Title is on. in worse shape than the tag team titles are in. Yeah, you no, know, that's saying a lot. That's saying a whole lot. It's you know? straight up being shitted on. Like the last what three, four, five Intercontinental Champions in a row. You know that that title slowly I can't even died. In my five opinion, back. I can only remember like Braun Strowman, Shinsuke, Balor, 
Yeah, Ballard. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley's before him. Lashley? I think so. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ballard took it off Lashley. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it was yeah, it was Lashley. And but the I can't remember who Lashley took it off. Of. Yeah, the last like important person, like the Miz. The Miz made that title like. Excellent, and you know people hate to give him credit for it, but it's true. Miz put that title back on a pedestal, and they knocked mean, it, it was, off and kicked it into the it dirt. It was in basically my main eventing at one point when Dolph and Miz like had the career for the IC Those title. Are the days where the Intercontinental Championship and, like, Seth was Rollins the best was Intercontinental Champ. It was main right. event, like it was up there, and right now it is. It is looking really, So far really down, bad. you can't even see it. Yeah, it's looking really, really bad. So they, You hate to see it happen to that title. That title's supposed to mean something. That's the workhorse title. It is. It's prestigious to us. It's, it's supposed to be prestigious. Not, not so much anymore, And though. changing the design didn't help at all. Yeah, I don't really like this new design. I like the I like the white strap. Yeah, I like the white strap one, but I also like the, the, old, the older one, the, yeah, the black gold, and gold one. Black and gold, yeah. I remember when Gold Dust t- turned to gold. That was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, they got to do something. Um, <clears throat> the moment of bliss, uh, Alexa Bliss had the Bella Twins on, and uh, they are going into the Hall of Fame, which is well deserved. In case you can't tell, I'm clapping uh, ironically. Sarcastically, you, know, sarcastically, you mean? Either way. You know, I mean, good for them. You know, they deserve it. I'm not. They deserve. I'm gonna it. get. I'm gonna hit you with some hard truth here, Art. The only reason they're going in right now is because they are retired. Okay. I'm Don't gonna hit give you me that. with some hard truth. Here we go. They started the Rebbe Rebbe. No, they didn't. They no, 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 they are the no, no. Of the Give Divas a Chance hashtag, which started the women's revolution. Nobody cared about that hashtag. It was their match that started it. Nobody. They are the ones who broke the fourth wall, giving them total divas, putting a lot of other divas on the map. Not only that, but bringing a whole new audience to the wrestling business. Nikki Bella is the longest reigning divas champion of all time. She main evented the first ever women's pay-per-view. They've had ample WrestleMania appearances. And over time, they went from being just uh, a twins to being respected wrestlers. Get Show them some damn respect. The Bellas deserve it, baby. I love that they're going into the Hall of Fame. And they're both pregnant at the same time. So congrats to them. Yeah, congratulations. Now, I'm not saying that... They're complete garbage, you know. Nikki That's Bella, what you sound like. Nikki Bella has come a long, long, long way Brie as too. a wrestler. Bree has and, too. You know, Bree as well. But you know, I'm, I'm I put a, the more improvement part on Nikki. I'm a bigger fan of Nikki than I am of Bree, but. But here you go again. Try to give him credit for this thing, man. I keep saying it. I will continue to keep saying it. The great, great, great women's matches they started at NXT art. Nobody cared about the Give the Divas a Chance movement until, what gave until the, the NXT women's wrestling That is started. the reason. That is the reason that NXT got the matches that they got because of the Give Divas a Chance movement. Nobody it wasn't until that that, that Paige and Emma even had their match for the NXT title was after the Give Divas a Chance movement. Stop it! You stop it! Hey! 
Show my girl some goddamn respect. Good for you, Nikki and Bree. Congratulations. I'm so very happy for you. I definitely am happy for him. It seems like we switched places from last week. I was pissed about Bianca Belair last week. Now you're pissed about the Bellas this week. I'm not pissed about the Bellas. You pissed me off. Really? I didn't, I didn't piss anybody off. Hey, gotta come. I, I, this is the reason why I was not looking forward to this episode. Jeez. Because I'm giving Bellas the praise that they deserve. Because you overdo it. Like uh, you always do. It sounds Art. like hoes mad. Hoes mad. Bella Mark. I'll That's be I, I'll take that. I'll be that. I'll no, be you're a not Bella even a Bella Mark. You are a super duper Bella Mark art. That's I, what you are. I like to consider it a Bella fan. No, it's your I'm super part of the Bella Army. Bella Mark art. That's what you are. Not hey. My Let me give them a couple her. more accolades because not only did they break the fourth wall, but these guys have spawned off and have successful businesses. Not only do they have a wine company, but they have Birdie B and the Fearless Clothing Line. Show them some How does that respect, help them in a wrestling dog? ring, Art? How? The longest reigning Divas champ of all time. Nobody, Nobody was talking about AJ Lee. Nobody was talking are, about AJ Lee when you were running days. around Nobody. here. When you were running around here with your stupid lighted up shirts on, well, with your stupid AJ Lee gloves, I don't even talking have, about I don't how even AJ, AJ was the Lee best thing start. smoking. I don't even AJ own any. Lee is the best ripper of everything. I don't even own any AJ Lee merchandise art. I don't even know what you're talking about. So you didn't have that stupid shirt? No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I'm the one that bought it. Well, I know you, that you had it. You bought it for somebody else because I never owned that shirt art. I don't I know, know what you're talking. About. Had it. No, Whatever. I didn't. Hey, Whatever. You but make me sell. Just, you just make for that, like I'm hell. definitely going to WWEshop.com hey, and I'm definitely going to get me a fearless shirt just so I can have it. I don't hate them. Art. It sounds like you hate them. I hate how you put. I hate how you overhype them, Art. Okay. They're not overhyped. Be happy that they went in. Do I have to bow down at their feet and call them the greatest women's wrestlers ever? Do I? Do they're, I have to watch? not. Charlotte is the as greatest. As far as you're concerned, yes, they are. You overhyped them. I did not. You do. Charlotte's the greatest. Dude. But I'm not going to shortchange Nikki Bella. I actually enjoy the Bellas' work, Art. I do. I think they're both fine wrestlers. And as I said, Nikki Bella has come a long way in a wrestling ring. And I like Brie Moe. Congratulations to the both of them. Not only that, she came back from a neck injury and ended up at WrestleMania. I'm just not a super ultra double mega fan like you. (laughs) I wouldn't call myself that. Yes, you are. Yes, but yes, I, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I definitely am a fan of the Bellas. That's hey, you're a, a fact. You're, I'm a fan of the Bellas. And congratulations. You're a fan of the Bellas. They deserve to go into the Hall yes, of Fame. Congratulations. And, I'm, and just, just to let you guys know, every time I see somebody shitting on the Bellas, I'm going to defend them to the dying day. This Remember why, that. This is why we get on people's nerves, Art. This is why, we, this is why we're not very popular. Because <laughs> of you. God, every single Speak time for you, yourself. every I'm single popular. time you come out here spewing your Bella bullshit, Art, we, we, we dropping people's opinions. That's I'm, what happens. Okay? I love I love the Bellas That's and what nobody's happens. gonna say anything. That's about what it. happens. Okay, that's why we can't talk about the Bellas on this show. Because you can't Because you can't y'all always want to disrespect the you Bellas. Can't take it. God, Art, their their opinions. Not everybody has to worship them like you. I don't worship them. Yes, you them. do. 
Yes, you do. But Art. I'm a fan of the Bellas. You're not a fan, and Art. People You're are always fan. trying to discredit them like they've done nothing. Well, Art, that's their opinion. You can't just talk over people. I'm just speaking facts. You're not speaking facts, Art. You're speaking your opinion. That is facts. You're speaking your opinions, Art. Y'all just mad because it's cold-blooded, stone-cold facts that Give I'm spitting break. out here. Give me the biggest break. I don't have a problem with the Bellas, Art. I have a problem with you. Too bad. Hey. It doesn't matter. What you can do is tell the people where to reach you. Matt Lindsay on Facebook. <laughs> Matt Lindsay 677 on Instagram. You know, I, I think I deserve this. I really do. I was having too much fun last week. <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah, that's comes, what you get. And it, and it always comes back around. Karma exists, folks. Karma <laughs> exists. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog three on Twitter. You can reach us at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com. Please hit tell us how wrong he is. I'm not wrong. I don't care. You guys can hit us up and I'll argue with you over how great the Bellas are. One Please. of the best feuds I ever. I need some backup here, folks. Nope. Nobody saw that turn coming at SummerSlam, I did they? I need some backup here, folks. Nobody oh, saw like that. Like one turn sibling coming. turning on another sibling is such so groundbreaking, Art. It Give wasn't, me a break. But Jerry Springer being on Raw to mediate it was. Oh. I tell you that. Give me a freaking break, Art. Come on. <laughs> is this episode over yet? I think it is. <laughs> this episode. I'm ready is to get over. out of here. Tell the people goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and consider yourselves lucky you have to put up with this stuff 24 7. We'll holler at you guys next week. Hold on.